This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! I'm not seeing it. It's there. No, I've got... I've got Chrissy's, Chrissy's music jackpot. Belly Patriot is live now. Oh, there it is. Yep. I know. Well, this is this, this is what we expect from Facebook every week. Last right. week it worked right. That's we, why I'm never concerned. I'm like, I know we're on right now. It's okay. You just have to wait for Facebook to catch up to itself, I guess. That's the delay time. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an odd delay time because I'm on Facebook right now, so I know that we're on. But yeah, right, he's I'm on, on the, Facebook I'm on the just delay. over there, and he's on the delay. <laughs> Don't you wish you just talk through the whole show? He <laughs> likes my accent. She's have a great accent. <laughs> my God. Your boyfriend must be like, he must come home and just go, okay, can you just tell me about your day and I won't say anything? <laughs> just talk. I want to hear it. He doesn't have to ask. I'm quite the talker, so. <laughs> I'm sure at some point he wishes I would stop. And quite the singer, too. Thank you. Uh, this Saturday night, Sadie's Bar and Grill. Come check us out. The Bellas. Ba, 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 ba. All three and on, and on key. All three. Ba, 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 now he's quite key. the singer. I slept like 18 hours yesterday. You did? I slept four. We're doing great. I'm, we swapped somehow. Well, that's the most sleep I've had in three years, so <laughs> combined. All right, let's get this show on the road. This let's is going to be a very busy show. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Now, I came in today. We've got a big show for you. We're going to talk about the utter incompetence of the Haverhill City Council with video to prove it. But before we do, I came in today and I was met with Dave Garofalo, who's the owner here at Studio 21. He also owns Two Guys Smoke Shop, and he's one of the few people who had the balls to put this program on <laughs> and and stand against people who wanted to boycott you yeah, and your business because you brought me here. And I came in and he said, I've got something for you today. I want to present it to you on your show. So I'm just going to turn it over to you. This is, this is I, I can't even tell you how humbled I am by this. This is pretty neat. Well, you did it. You accomplished it. And uh, we do lots of podcasts up here. There's millions of podcasts are out there. But you are now in the two percenter. And a two percenter when it comes to podcasts is that you've accomplished what only two percent of people that ever did podcasts ever accomplished. And that's episode today, episode 250, wow. July 27, 2023. 250 episodes are on the air. And uh, most people bail out long, long before that. So uh, 98% of uh, the people are gone, and here's the 2% left. Tom Duggan's one of them. Still here. Good for you. Thank you so much, Damon. That means a lot. That that means so much. Look at this. And this is heavy. This is like a real award. This isn't like some plastic (laughs) thing you get at Walmart. No, it's real. This is like a grave than ever. This is great. I'm going to put this on my desk at at, at, uh, at the Valley Patriot (laughs) office. Should I put it on my desk at work, or should I just leave it here so everyone can see it every week? I don't know. I'm (laughs) debating, right? 
But uh, but thank you very much. How's two guys doing? You guys must be doing okay for business. It's good. The economy's uh, we're feeling the economy a little bit yep. because uh, nobody needs our product. It's something that somebody would want, so uh, we feel it a little bit. But uh, it's okay. Nothing to complain about. And um, you've you got know. another. You you not only have two guys smoke shop here, but you've got another one too. Like is it Nashua? Nashua and Seabrook, three oh, of them. Oh, and Seabrook. And oh, Seabrook. that's great for all the people. All the all the people who are from this area that have migrated over to that area. Well, right? uh, political reasons why is tax in Massachusetts. Tax of Massachusetts, right, right over the border, right? right? 40% tax on cigars. That's crazy. Zero in New Hampshire. So coincidentally, exit one off every major highway, Route 93, 95, and Route 3. Exit one is Two Guys Smoke Shop. That's awesome. So that's why. Very strategic. Yeah, there it is. It's a, that's awesome. It's a plan. And by the way, this is awesome, too. Every time I have a guest come in to do the show. They come in and they look at this setup and they go, yeah. wow, this is great. This is like CNN. This is like Fox News. Is this yours? Do you own this? And I always tell them, you know, we lease the space. So if you're interested in doing a podcast, you want to you want to come into this great studio and do a podcast for yourself. It's what is it, like two hundred dollars for for yeah. an hour. Come up and talk to Chrissy, and yeah, she'll you set you up. You get me in the when you pay. She, you get she, me. Yeah, as well. she comes right. with it also. I come with right? the studio. How's that? See, <laughs> I thought she was just here for me. I, I'm sorry. You just blew my ego right out the door. Listen, in some shows, she jumps in and talks because you say you can. Yes, and some. She doesn't because they say, don't, don't. I want to end up doing whatever you want. She's here to help right. any way you want. And uh, it's here for everybody. And if, uh, again, 250 episodes, um, you are our first. You are our really? first. Yep. This is the first. The first ever. People started the show before you, but then COVID came and they stopped. And whatever happened, then they came back. We up went right through COVID. You went. Yeah. Never stopped. 250. So we're talking 52 a year. You're, you're coming up on five years, right? Yeah, five years in December. There we go. Wow. 52, right? Wow. How do I do a show now? There we go. No, you do what you do. So I'm going to I'm gonna leave you. Congratulations once again. Thank you so 250 much, 250 episodes. Wow. Big milestone. Next time I went Dancing Girls. Okay. For the 500? 500, then I went Dancing Girls. All right. We can, we can make that happen. What's the percentage of 500? One percent. One percent. One percent. So it's two wow. percent now. But usually somebody that goes that far, they're pretty committed to right. end up doing right. it. So fifty uh, percent of those people end up carrying on to go there. But we're talking about five years ago. There wasn't all that many people doing podcasts right. five years ago. Right. So you were ahead of the game on that too. Right. So uh, there we go. All right. Thank, thank, thank you, Dave. You. All thank, right. you. thank you. And, you know, I couldn't do this without my sponsors. We couldn't have done 250 episodes without people like McLennan Real Estate, Century 21 in, in uh, Methuen, the Zanny Pesci Law Office in Methuen, Marsan and Stein Construction, also in Methuen, Borelli's Deli, also, oh, wait, Borelli's Deli, mm. wait, did somebody say Borelli's Deli? Wait till you see tomorrow's sandwich of the day. Do you have that, Chrissy? Of course I do. Oh, this is amazing. I got to pull it up on my phone so I can read what it is. Because looking at it should be... it's a giant cutlet of some... I can see provolone. Right. Looking at it should be good enough. This is... uh, Let's see, Joe, with Perot's tomorrow. The the Dottie pork cutlet. Large pork cutlet with sauce and provolone cheese. Look at that. You know, I only wish that was today's sandwich of the day because Thursday's the day that I go there. Mm-hmm. Right, I go right after the show and I get my sausages, and uh, wow, yeah, look at that! And by the way, you've got to get there really before like twelve or one o'clock. They say it's served until four, but that's if they don't run out. Of and I've gone there several times at like twelve thirty in the afternoon, one o'clock in the afternoon. They're already out of their sandwich of the day. So if you want the sandwich of the day at Pirelli's, you really need to get uh, get there early. Also, here's a here's a, a preview. I know they haven't. I don't think they've announced it yet. Mm-hmm. 
If they have, then maybe it just it got by me. But uh, I think starting in August, they're going to be open a few days a week till 7 o'clock in the afternoon. And they promised that when the Tamakio family was here. They promised one of the things they were going to do when they took over Borelli's was they were going to start expanding the hours because that's the biggest complaint they get. Of course. That, you know, it's, it's closed when we're on our way to work in the morning and it's closed when we come home from work in the afternoon. So uh, thank you to Borelli's, uh, the Tamakio family. They're doing great stuff. They also, by the way, own Stacks in Haverhill, which we are are going to go to, I know we keep saying that, but we're probably about a week away from, from pulling the trigger on that. We're all going to go to Stacks and Loaded. We're going to order like everything on the menu. We're going to go with a bunch of people. We're all going to split the bill, and then we're going to rate the food. We're going to do a story for the paper, and we're going to come on the podcast and tell you how good the food was, what we liked, what, what we didn't like as much, and all that stuff. Uh, Zine, uh, who, who did we leave off with? Borelli's Deli. Tomo and Shaken Seafood. I want to thank uh, Aaron, and I also want to thank Borelli's for uh, donating gift cards for our music bingo that we had last week. And thank you, Chrissy. You yeah. did a great job. We had about 35 people. We raised over $1,000 for our scholarships for Fantastic. our 20th anniversary bash in March. I also want to thank uh, Clear Path for Veterans New England, AFC Urgent Care, Pleasant Valley Landscaping. Dave Id Consoli was supposed to be here today. But with all the shenanigans going on in Haverhill, I said, you might want to sit this one out. It's going to be a little bit, a little controversial for you. He doesn't like to get into the controversy. No. So I said, we'll have you on next week. So he'll be here. Excuse me. He'll be here the next week. And, um, and uh, who else do we have? A free shout out to JG's Ice Cream. Uh, it's, it's been really hot lately. And twice now, I've driven all the way up to Salem, New Hampshire, right here across from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe to get JG's ice cream. And if I wasn't late today, I would have brought one in so it would be sitting here on the... But I have this great great, uh, this great award here, so that'll have to do for now. <laughs> did I forget anybody? I don't think I did, but no, I'll do I it again at the everyone. end if we could. So, we, so here's the thing. Here's what we're going to talk about today for the most part. I know you guys want me to talk about Lynette Perez and Brian DePena. We're probably going to do that next week. This week, we've got something I think it's a little bit more important. So Scott Wood is a member of the Haverhill School Committee. He's running for mayor. And a bogus story leaked its way into the, into the press somehow that um, made the allegation that maybe he might have, 20 years ago, sent a text message to somebody using the N-word. And they can't tie the text directly to him. There's no evidence that it was his text. There's no proof that it was his text. However, the minute the story hit... All of the idiot elected officials in Haverhill had to jump on a bandwagon to tell you guys racism is bad. Because you're so fucking stupid, they need you. They actually think you're so fucking stupid that they need, that you need them to tell you that racism is bad. Like, they, they, so here's what they did. They broke the law, the open meeting law, which says you can't have a quorum get together and discuss any city business, any official action without it being posted seven days in advance, without having a public meeting about it, and without allowing the public to have input about it. All right? So, in other words, if you have three members, or if, you have a, if, you have, if you have a nine-member council and you have five members emailing each other back and forth about a measure coming up on the agenda, that's a violation of the open meeting law. You're having a discussion about public business in private. You're not allowed to do that. So, they were in such a rush to let you know that they think racism is bad. Like, did anybody think differently? Honestly, did anybody really sit back at home and go, you know, I wonder if the city council thinks racism is good. Well, they haven't made a statement about it, so they must think it's good, right? 
I mean, they haven't made a statement about nuclear war either, so maybe they think that's okay too. I don't know. But this is the thinking of your idiot elected officials in Haverhill. By the way, not just in Haverhill. It's everywhere. They're all virtue signaling. They're all rushing around trying to say, you know, there's other people who are racist, but, but not us. We're not the racist people. So here's what they did. They got together behind the scenes in violation of the open meeting law, and they drafted and circulated a letter to let the public know racism is bad. Bad people are bad. That's basically what they're saying. And of course, you're so dumb, they need, you need them to tell you that bad people are bad, right? So when Scott came on the program to talk about how they were attacking him over this allegation that there's no evidence and no proof of, he mentioned that this letter went out and that it, it, was, it was never on the city council agenda. It was never publicly posted. There was no public input on it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to file a I'm going to file a complaint with the Attorney General's office because it's a $1,000 fine for each member of the council if they get found guilty of this by the Attorney General. Or it can be $1,000. They, they, they can also say, no, it wasn't so bad, it's, it's less, right? So I waited and I waited and because Scott, when he was here, said, no, I'm going to do that. And I waited for him to do it. He didn't do it. I was told by two other people they were doing it. They didn't do it. So I waited about a week, and I said, you know what? Obviously, no one's going to do it. Once again, it falls on me. Once again, I've got to be the only guy out here to try and hold elected officials accountable for breaking the frickin' law. So I filed an open meeting law complaint. I filed it with the uh, attorney general's office, and in the law, it says you also have to file it with the body that broke the law to give them a chance to respond. So... In order to rectify this, or they claim in order to rectify this, they had a meeting the other night. And I don't remember which night it was because all of my nights all of my nights roll in together. I think it was Tuesday, but I could be wrong about that. And you guys are not going to believe this friggin' video. You're just not going to believe it. Like, you're not going to believe that these are grown-ups who are highly educated, who are elected officials, saying the most ridiculous things you've ever heard in your life. So let's just start this off. So this is... The Haverhill City Council, this is the beginning of this discussion. It's about six minutes long, but we're going to stop it along the way. And I'm just going to keep reminding you how utterly stupid these people are. President Jordan and the Haverhill City Council request to address the open meeting law violation complaint by Thomas Duggan dated July 8th of 2022. Uh, that should say 2023. Uh, Council President Jordan requests to submit the attached community letter for discussion. Um, but. Personally, I felt um, remaining silent and not saying anything was not appropriate either. Um, so I, I did have a conversation with um, Councillor uh, Lewandowski, asked if she'd be willing to um, draft a language effectively, um, just stating that we, we don't condone hate speech or, or, or inappropriate action. Uh, and again, th these are allegations. Can you pause that? Um, so, so, so here he is saying what I just told you. You're so dumb that we need to tell you that we think racism is bad, that we don't condone racism. Really? Really? You're supposed to be one of the town fathers? And you think that your vote, and, and he's probably right, because the voters really are pretty ignorant these days. The voters really don't know what's going on. So he's probably right that some of them are. But for the rest of us who really aren't stupid, we really need you to tell us that you don't condone racism. Even if this guy was a blatant racist who hated black people, do you think he's going to say that out loud? Don't you think that if someone's a blatant racist who's an elected official, doesn't want people to know he's a racist because he wants to keep power? 
And I'm not saying that he is. I'm not, I have no evidence that he is. I'm just saying whether you are a racist or you're not a racist, saying you're not a racist doesn't make you not a racist. Am I wrong about that? Right? I mean, how many people make racist comments and then say, but I'm not a racist? I've heard people say the N-word and say, yeah, but I'm not a racist. And I'm like, actually, yeah, you kind of are. Right? So telling us you don't condone racism doesn't really tell us anything. Actually, it does tell us one thing. It tells us that you as an elected official think that your voters are dumb. That's what it tells us. All right, let's, let's just keep going because this, is, this is, it gets a lot more fun. Certainly was not uh, my intent uh, to fail to be in compliance with the open meeting rule. Um, so in speaking with City Solicitor Cox, um, uh, we're basically taking the action here to have the items on the agenda tonight uh, and have a discussion uh, regarding them. Okay, can you just pause it on a second? So here's what they're doing. They broke the law. Look at it this way. A guy robs a bank, and then someone calls them out for robbing a bank. So they say, you know what? We're going to go put the money back because we don't want to get arrested. Do you still get arrested if you rob a bank and then you go put the money back? Do you still get arrested if you're a teller, if you're a cashier at, at Kmart and you're stealing money every day and then you find out your bosses are on to you and you put it all back? Do you still not get arrested? I think you do. I think you still get arrested. So I know they're trying to mitigate what their fine is going to be because they are going to get a fine from the attorney general's office. I'm pretty sure of that. I know they're trying to mitigate it, but it doesn't really change the fact just because you're putting it on the agenda now. And by the way, after the fact, you've already drafted the letter illegally. You've already circulated the letter among a quorum. In fact, unanimously among all nine members of the council illegally. You've all signed the letter illegally, and then you pushed it out to the public illegally. And now after you've done all that, you're going to come out in in an open session and do what you should have done beforehand as if that somehow makes it better. Does that make it better? I don't think that makes it better. Go ahead, Chrissy. Is there anything else you want to add to that, uh, City Solicitor Cox? Um, Upon reviewing it, you weren't aware of it at the time, but upon reviewing it, um, it clearly it was not in compliance with the provisions of the open meeting law. Um, and you've rectified that. You've put the item on on the agenda tonight, um, and so that is there. So, in the event that anybody um, wanted to see it, or 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 the council wants to take action on it, it's available. Um, which it wouldn't have been, obviously, um, given how it was initially handled. Council. Okay, can you hold that? So, so here's what he just said, because this is very important, given what you're about to hear. You are in violation of the open meeting law. That's what he said. You are clearly in violation of the open meeting law. And why? Because now that it's on the agenda, the letter is now publicly posted, right? And people can now read it on the city council website, which wouldn't have happened and didn't happen when you did it the first time, which is why we have an open meeting law. That's why Massachusetts has an open meeting law. So these guys can't behind the scenes be getting involved in all kinds of chicanery and having the public not know who was involved. By the way, the one thing they don't address at this meeting, part of my complaint is I want to see all the emails and all the text messages and all the phone logs that went back and forth from these counselors to see who drafted it, who had input on it, and who was behind it. Because according to this meeting, it was Lewandowski, who, by the way, is supporting Scott Wood's opponent. Get it? Get it yet? This isn't about 
stopping racism. This isn't about calling out racism. This is about Scott Waters running against one of their colleagues, Melinda Barrett, who sits here on this committee. You're going to hear from her in a minute. This is about trying to stop Scott Wood from running for, uh, from running for mayor. They all called for him to step out of the race. They all virtue signaled. And by the way, he's on the school committee. What in God's name does the city council have anything to do legally with what a school committee member d- did 20 years ago, maybe kind of almost? What, the, what, legal, what legal responsibility does a city councilor have to get involved in a mayor's race using taxpayers' money and taxpayers', do- taxpayers time and taxpayers' resources? None. They have no legal authority to do any of this. This has nothing to do with their job as a city council. The job of a city council is to pass budgets, to pass city ordinances, and to confirm or not confirm department heads from the mayor. If the mayor goes over a budget, if the mayor wants to um, have a new project, they've got to approve it. That's clearly stated in the Haverhill City Charter what the duties of a city council is. Nowhere does it say you you get to virtue signal and tell people racism is bad. Or campaign from the city council table, which is exactly what this is. This is them campaigning for Melinda Barrett, who's one of them, from the city council table using public resources. That's the real crime here. And that's why I wanted the open meeting law complaint on the record. And that's why I want the attorney general to find them on the record, because when that happens, I've got another complaint that I'm filing with the district attorney's office for them campaigning using city resources, because that, my friends, is a felony. And I'm going after all of them with the exception of one, and you'll find out why in a couple of minutes. Let's, let's uh, roll that up. Thank you. Um, I'm just reading the, the description of the alleged violation. It says, on June 17th, all nine members of the Havel City Council drafted and circulated. I, I just want to say for the record that I had nothing to do with the drafting of the letter, and, and nor did I circulate. I was out of state when I received the call from the council president asking me if I would sign the letter. Obviously, I shared the concerns. But um, I, I am a little bit surprised, though, that, in fact, we are in violation of the open meeting law, because I would have thought before we were asked to sign this letter that the council president would have checked with the solicitor or whoever he had to check with to make sure that we were in fact in compliance with the open meeting law. So we weren't, we wouldn't put ourselves in jeopardy with any type of lawsuit. Um, I think that in the future, it may be a good idea that in, in the, if these types of letters that are drafted come up in the future, that before the city council members are in fact asked to sign the letters that in fact, whoever is pushing this issue would communicate with the city solicitor to make sure that uh, we are in compliance with the uh, appropriate rules and regulations of the council and the open meeting law. Um, and that's just the comment. All right, can you uh, stop that? Surprised. So this is Joe Bevilacqua. I got to tell you, this is a guy that I used to not like a lot because I always saw him as somebody who was there to protect the insiders. Boy, was I wrong. About 15 years ago, I watched him on a city council meeting be the only one to vote against something. I can't remember what the issue was. And they, and they all pickpiled on him. They pickpiled on him because he blew the whistle that they were doing something really stupid. And he said, I can't be part of this. And I think he actually even said that this is kind of stupid. Joe Bivalaco was the only member of the nine-member Haverhill City Council who said, you know what? Not for anything, but why didn't the council president check with the city attorney to make sure before we did this letter that this was legal? And watch what happens. 
Now that he said that, because he was out of town, he had nothing to do with the drafting of the letter or the circulating of the letter, I guess they emailed it to him and he signed it you know, via email and send it back, I, I assume, because he said he was out of state at the time. All right. So he agrees with the sentiment of the letter, which I don't necessarily agree with. But good for Joe Bevilacqua for saying, hey, wait a minute, not for anything, but why, why did we break the law here? Why didn't we check with the city? Why didn't the council president, whose job it is to make sure that what they're doing is legal, why didn't he do his job and make sure it was legal? His name is Jordan, by the way, not a very bright guy, all right? So kudos to Joe Bevilacqua, but watch what they all do now that they, that they did this. Whenever, whenever you hear somebody say, and you're going to hear it now six times after, after we start this video again, whenever somebody says... You know, this is no time to assign blame. Let's just try and fix the problem. Those are always the people to blame because they don't want you pointing the fingers at them. They don't want you to look at them and realize that they broke the law. And don't think for a minute as each one of them lies to your face saying they had no idea there was a, there was a state public records law. I know I blew, blew the whistle on that one because I wanted you to hear them say it themselves before I say it. But watch, watch the silliness that now ensues me that uh, that wasn't done beforehand and, and now we find ourselves in jeopardy thank you counselor uh councilor mcgonigal thank you mr president and uh, uh yeah i signed it and uh a mistake was made that that's how it was handled now we're trying to fix it so it's blame 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 doesn't get us anywhere so let's just uh yeah, don't blame me move on and uh you know move it along my 14 years or so here I don't think this has happened before. I don't remember it. So a mistake was made. It's a very serious situation for the city. And I will not uh, try to find someone to blame for it. I, I yeah, because it's you. We proceeded. Uh, we made a, a, an error. And now we're correcting it. And I think that's the responsible thing can to you, do. Placing blame does nothing. Lewandowski. Can you Thank pause? You. So here's, here's Councilor McGonigal, who's been on the Havel City Council 14 years and he's sitting there with a straight fucking face telling you the voters telling you the taxpayers of Haverhill that he had no idea there was a state public records law wow how did this guy get elected this guy's been there for four and you know what it really makes you wonder how many other times in the last 14 years has, has Haverhill City Council McGonagall violated the open meeting law how many other letters like this have been put together behind the scenes outside of the public light and sent around to people? How many decisions have been made illegally by the Haverhill City Council in the last 14 years that Haverhill City Council McGonagall has sat on this board? He just told you that in the last 14 years, he has never come across this. That's what he just said. In 14 years that I've been here, I've never come across, this has never happened, I've never come across this. Are you fucking kidding me? Look, excuse my French, but come on. Come on. You just basically told the voters that you are completely incompetent. That's what you just told them. That you're either totally stupid or totally incompetent or maybe a little bit of both. All right, let's go. Jordan, I would just echo what Councillor McGonagall has said and said that it's important to note that in the open meeting law, which obviously none of us were, were familiar with, um, you know, I, I'm new to the council, as some of my fellow councilors are. People that have been here for many years weren't aware of the fact that um, that electronic means of communication, whether it be a text, email, and so forth, constitute a quorum. I don't think anybody knew that, obviously. Or 
when it was proposed as something to the council to sign, someone would have said, hey, listen, we can't do this. So I think that, you know, pointing fingers is this person's responsibility, that person's, that does nothing to correct uh, the problem. Um, I think that we're correcting it tonight um, by having uh, an open forum where people are willing to, if they wanted to, uh, comment on it or have discussion here about whether or not we wanted to make a public statement. But I think it's also important to to note. It's very and, important. Uh, Solicitor Cox could weigh in on this and very, very important. If I'm wrong, but my understanding of that law, after looking into it after the complaint, um, is that there has to be a uh, element of. Uh, deliberate intent, intent Wrong. to violate the open meeting law. Wrong. And I can categorically say, and I think I speak for everybody up here, that that was not our intent. Our intent was to respond to um, something that was a major local news event and beyond local because it went statewide. And I believe that even um, uh, so we wanted Senator to get Martin we wanted to get in on the we wanted we wanted to get in on the on the publicity. So I have a short list of people who made comments publicly, including the school committee, Senator Markey, uh, Representative Vargas's office, Congressman Trahan, and we were receiving a lot of inquiries. And I think it really bore on us and the integrity of us as a council to make a public statement, and that was our intent. It was not our intent to violate the open meeting law. Um, so I'm glad that it's on tonight. I'm glad that we're rectifying it. I'm glad that we're going to be sending it to our solicitor for uh, a formal response. Okay, okay, hold that. Thank you very much, so Council. So here's what she just told you. She just told you that her – by the way, she's an attorney, all right? So it's hard for me to say an attorney's lying, but boy, is she lying right there. There's nothing in the state's public records law that says you have to have intent. That's like saying, you know, I didn't intend to drive drunk, uh, officer – but I had a couple of drinks, didn't think I was drunk. I didn't intend to drink drink and drive. But, geez, I blew a 2.0, so I guess I'm drinking and driving. But you got to let me go. I had no intent. She tried to just, she just told you that in the law it says you have to have intent. But what did the lawyer say before that when I stopped the tape? He said, you clearly violated the open meeting law. He didn't say, you know, you might have violated the open meeting law if you had intent. He didn't say that. He said, you clearly violated the open meeting law. She also said, nobody here knew. Nobody here knew that, that doing things electronically were a violation of the open meeting law. Well, let me tell you something. There's another state law that says all public bodies have to have training in the open meeting law when they get elected. So obviously you violated that law too. How ridiculous. And then the final thing that I want to say about this is she really kind of outed herself and the rest of the council. Because Senator Markey commented on this in the press, and so-and-so commented on this on the press, and so-and-so commented on this on the press. So what she's saying is they wanted the press. They wanted to get their names in the paper. They wanted to say, we, we wanted to get our quotes in the paper that racism is bad. Shame on you. And you're an attorney? You're, how did this lady get elected? You're an attorney? And you have the nerve to say publicly that you need to have intent, which you don't? You have the nerve to say you don't know that there's an open meeting law and that nobody of the nine counselors knew? You mean to tell me none of the nine counselors knew that there was a public open, there was an open meeting law? Are you kidding me? Wow. You know, I come in here a lot and I talk about how stupid the Methuen City Council is and some of them really are dumb. But they've got nothing on Haverhill. They've got nothing on Haverhill. I'm going to have to spend a lot more time paying attention to what's going on in Haverhill and, and here's one more, little, one more little snippet for you. She's the one that drafted the letter illegally. She's the one that circulated 
the, the letter illegally, and she's campaigning for Melinda Barrett, who also sits on this board. So she, she personally used public resources to get publicity for herself to help her friend Melinda Barrett beat Scott Wood in the mayor's race. Think about that for a minute. Holy crap. And by the way, where's the rest of the media on this? Where's the Eagle Tribune? They were actually sitting in the room that night. Where the hell were they? Why didn't they file a, a public, uh, uh, an open meeting law complaint? Why didn't they, why went there three editorials in the Eagle Tribune calling these people out when it happened? Where were they? Where was the Globe and the Herald? Where, where was the rest of the media? Like, you know, not for anything, I'm not patting myself in the back, but why does it always seem to fall on little Tommy Duggan who's got a little monthly newspaper? I put it on a monthly newspaper. Why does it always fall on me to call these people to account for what they're doing? And I guess it falls on me because nobody else will do it. And, you know, the day that I'm not here anymore, these people are going to be getting, getting away with bloody murder. The day that I retire or the day that I pass away, these people are all going to celebrate because there's nobody watching over their shoulder anymore. What a disgrace she is. She's coming up for re-election. I, I hope there's 20 people running against her. I, I hope she gets defeated so bad at the ballot box in November, it's ridiculous. In fact, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to find somebody who's running against her. If, if it's not past the date of, of candidates, I'm going to recruit somebody to run against her because she is a disgrace to the taxpayers. You don't know the law, you're an attorney, you're sitting on a public board and you, and you, and you admit publicly you don't know the law and you use public resources to campaign for your friend and someone you're endorsing in the next mayor's race. Wow. wow. You know what? I could do two shows on this if I wanted to. All right, let's keep going because the insanity continues. Lewandowski, Vice President Mitchinson. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. President. Um, that was well said, um, uh, Counselor uh, Lewandowski. Um, my, my thought is that we're all in the same boat. We all signed it. All right, thank hold on. Much, By the way, Mr. you know what that, com- you know what that comment President, is? President, Councilor Barrett. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. And that- thank you, Councilor Lewandowski. I think you explained it Can you pause pretty it? well. That comment is a dig at Joe Bevilacqua. Every single one of them who said, let's not assign blame, that doesn't solve anything, that's all a shot at Joe Bevilacqua because he dared to step outside the narrative, because he dared to call out his fellow colleagues. Kudos to Joe Bevilacqua. You know what I, you know what I did last night? I emailed every member of the Valley Patriot Bash Committee and said, I'm personally nominating Joe Bevilacqua for a First Amendment award at next year's 20th anniversary bash. Because every, he took an ass-kicking by all of his colleagues because he dared to step out of the narrative. And, what, and by the way, I like, I like John, uh, uh, Councilor Mitchison used to write for the Valley Patriot. I get along with him very well. He's a very nice man. He's a very nice man, and he cares a lot about the community. But to kick Joe Bevilacqua for stepping out of line, shame on you guys. Shame, really, and again, I'm saying this as someone who likes the guy a lot. He wrote for us for almost, I think, like eight or nine years he wrote for the Valley Patriot. Shame on you, counselor, for attacking Joe Bevilacqua for daring to step out of line. Because if they all sat there and just said this, by the way, you notice they're all saying the same thing. They've all got the same script. They're, all, they're just repeating each other, and they're all saying the same thing, which says to me they've all discussed it before the meeting. And if they all discussed it before the meeting, and I have no proof of that, but I think, I think the video proves it itself. If they all discussed this before the meeting, that's another violation of the open meeting law, isn't it? So they violated the open meeting law by discussing their violation of the open meeting law. Wow. 
Like, you can't make this up. This is the stuff movies are made out of. Holy crap. All right, let's finish this out because this is just so much fun. Uh, an error was made. It was not made with ill intent, but it was made, and we are correcting it now, and that is what we should do. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Councillor Barrett. Um, Councillor Barrett, who's running for mayor against Scott Wood. Councillor Barrett, who's running for mayor against Scott Wood. Holy crap. If the people of Haverhill put up with this shit, they get what they deserve. You know, and I'm, I'm going to say this again. I started off not liking Joe Bevilacqua 20 years ago. Well, maybe 25 years ago, because I'm an old man now. And when I used to run into Joe, and I used to kind of put on the meetings once in a while, or I'd go to a meeting once in a while, I always kind of saw him as somebody who was there to protect the insiders, because he always kind of seemed to go along with it, all the, all the shenanigans that were going on. And then about maybe 15 years ago, I was watching a meeting, and he called everybody out, and they did to him then what they did to him during this meeting. They all ganged up on him. This guy, this poor guy alone on an island, and somebody posted on my Facebook page that he's not running for re-election. I've come to learn that he is running for re-election. Joe, you get in touch with me. I will do everything in my, hum- uh, everything in my power to help you get re-elected, my friend. And I have not, I don't know if, how the committee is going to vote, but I have nominated you for a First Amendment award. How can these people sleep at night is my question. Like, how do they, how do they go out into the community and face their voters and knock on doors? And look people in the eye and tell people that they really care about the community. How do they do that? I, they, 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 ha- they obviously have no morals. Because I couldn't do that. Like, I couldn't go behind the scenes. When I was an elected official, I couldn't go behind the scenes and be involved in this kind of chicanery. And then look my voters in the eye and tell them that I was doing a good job, that I was there for them. And, by the way, how does the, how does the public, how does the voters or the taxpayers of Haverhill benefit anything from any of this. Do they really benefit from a letter saying bad people are bad? Do they really benefit from this 10-minute, and it was actually, it was like, I think it was about 12 minutes I cut it down to six. Uh, did anybody benefit from this discussion? Did anybody learn anything that benefits the community? Instead of spending time on lowering taxes, bringing in more housing, making the roads better, making the police department and fire department better? How about spending some time on how the school committee, spend, school committee spends the money that the city council gives them for their schools? How about spending some time on that? No, no. They're more interested in circling the wagons and helping Melinda Barrett get elected mayor of Haverhill. And I got to tell you, she's probably going to win. She's probably going to win because she's a big Democrat. And all the big Democrats... Diana DeZoglio and Elizabeth Warren and all the big Democrats are supporting Melinda Barrett. You know why? Because she's a big Democrat. And they need to get their own team elected. Because now she's on the farm team. If she gets elected mayor, she's on the farm team when they need somebody to run for Senate five years from now. Or they need somebody to run for governor five years from now. Or they need somebody to run for state representative five or six years from now. And that's really what all of this is all about. It's really all about using your tax money and your tax and your resources to campaign to get themselves more power. Wow. I just I watched this meeting live and I and I I was posting comments on Facebook Live and I just got madder and madder and madder as this went on. Because this is not the function of a Haverhill City Council. This isn't the function of any city council. I, I, I get crazy when the Methuen Council got up and they, they spent, I think, maybe 15 minutes one day talking about Black Lives Matter and racism. They did the same thing, but at least they did it in public. 
At least they did it in public. But these people did everything behind the scenes. And if not for me, if not for somebody, like forget me for a minute, if not for somebody filing a complaint with the attorney general's office that they violated the law, they never would have discussed this at all in public. You never would have known who was behind this. And by the way, as another side note, I still think we don't know who else was behind this until we get the emails and the call logs and the text messages that went back and forth illegally between a quorum of the Haverhill City Council to discuss doing the council's business in private. We still don't really know. We know from what um, Council President Jordan said that Council Lewandowski drafted the letter. We have no idea who had input on that letter. We have no idea who else she consulted to put that letter together. I venture to say that she most likely, and I know we're going to find this when we get the documents, and I will come in here and talk about it once we do, that she was consulting with the Barrett campaign when she wrote this letter because this was all about getting Scott Wood. Over an allegation, I remind you, that there was no proof he had anything to do with. Now, he could, could he have done it? Yes. Could he have sent a text message using the N-word 20 years ago? Yeah, that's possible that he did. He denies it. But isn't this the party that tells us we're all about evidence? That they, that they care about science? That they care about facts? And yet, based on an allegation that's unproven, they felt the need to break the law, to circulate a letter, to do this? Shame on all of them. Shame on all. I know we're over time, but... I'm just going to, if I had another half an hour, I would just sit here and repeat myself because it's really so outrageous. You know, I'm just going to leave it there. It, it, it's one of those things that you hear about in other communities like in Southbridge or Hanson or some community you don't know about and you don't actually get to see it. But when you get to see it live, like when you get to see it actually happen, it's really eye-opening because it makes you wonder what else are they getting away with? And so now... Even though I cover 31 cities and towns, and I have my hands full with Lawrence and Methuen, believe me, I'm going to have to start spending more time looking and digging in to what's going on in Haverhill. Because it's very clear that they don't give a shit about what the laws are. It's very clear that they don't give a shit about telling you the truth about what the laws are. She, as a lawyer, actually said that she looked up the law and that the law said they needed to be intent. After... The lawyer for the city council said, no, you've clearly violated the law here. He didn't say if you had intent. So anyways, um, let me thank my sponsors here today. I know we're up over time. What a crazy day. What a crazy day. I mean, I just, it's not often when I'm at a loss for words, but Jesus Christ, what is wrong with these people? There's an election in Haverhill. Every one of them should be thrown out except for Joe Bevilacqua. Every single one of them. I want to thank McLennan Real Estate Century 21 in, uh, in you can roll up now, in, uh, in, Methuen. I want to thank Stacks in Haverhill. We're going to be in Haverhill at Stacks within the next week or so. Par 28 right here in Salem, New Hampshire. Loaded in Haverhill, which is right behind Stacks. So if you go, what you should do is you go to Loaded, you get some good finger food, and then you go to Stacks for a couple of drinks. That's the way you should be doing it. The Zany Pesci Law Office in Methuen. Marsan and Sun Construction. EIS. Investigation and Gun Trading. Borelli's Deli. Tomo and Shaken Seafood. Clear Path for Veterans, New England, the Mercurial Law Office, and AFC Urgent Care. And don't forget our good friend who's going to be here next week, Dave Id Consoli from Pleasant Valley Landscaping. We'll see you guys next week. Wow, what a week. And by the way, thank you again to Dave Garofalo. 250 episodes. I had no idea I was walking into this today, and it was, it was quite a thrill. I'm very humbled by that. Thank you, Dave.
And thank you to Chrissy for our music bingo. We raised $1,000 for our scholarship awesome. Saturday. We're doing another one next month at the Clatter. Everyone should come. And by the way, we heard the Clatter is closing. They're moving, yep. They're moving. They, they didn't get renewed on their lace. But Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.